And so she passed away a year later and that kind of changed how I view things. You know, what is the meaning of working so hard if you can't, if you don't have the physical wellness and the mental wellness and as well as the social wellness. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Empowered Leader Podcast. This is Catherine, your host, and today I am really thrilled to be sharing this episode with you. I was able to connect with Terry Sue, who's just an incredible person, and I'm so glad that he was able to connect with me and come on the show and really share his story. We talked about so many important topics that I think we all have pretty top of mind is, you know, how are we spending our days? (laughs) What do we want out of life? What makes us feel good? How can we reprogram some of our beliefs and our mindset to help us create the lives we want to lead? And Terry is the founder and CEO of Culey, which is a wellness company that's building a tech product, a Slack plugin, and you'll hear about that more in the episode, so I won't give too much away, but it's, it's a really amazing idea. And, you know, I just think it's going to help so many teams and so many organizations. I, I am so excited for him and what he's building with his team. And it's, it really, as I was listening to this episode again and and editing it today, it was just such a joy (laughs) to re-listen to. So I'm psyched to get this out and see what you all think. And like I said, I know you're going to learn so much from Terry. So I will let you all, um, you know, give this a listen and, and see what you think. Before we get into the episode, I do just want to mention quickly um, that Things are starting to pick up a little bit within Look Within Leadership, which is exciting. I ran a workshop today all about self-love and leadership and how we can use self-love to create more inclusive teams and make people feel that they're not just welcomed, but they're celebrated for who they are and how that work really starts with us. So if you are interested in bringing you know, a custom workshop or like a program, a leadership development or aspiring leaders program. I'd love to connect with you. I'm also right now taking calls with folks for one-on-one coaching. And this is where we can really go deep um, on whatever it is that you are looking to, to work on. I specialize in helping leaders integrating their inner and, and outer worlds. And at the end of the day, helping them create a development plan and creating different strategies that they can start to use and building a toolbox that they can use to, again, help them really live the way that they want to, help them understand what's important to them and that they're making decisions based on their own values and really just strengthening that foundation from which they lead on, which in turn makes people more confident. You can let go of that self-doubt comparison and just trust yourself and know that you're doing things in alignment with who you are, what you stand for, 
And I think we all need leaders to step up in this way right now and have the courage to to speak up and to really impact change as we move forward into this new normal. So I would be unbelievably excited to speak with anyone who is maybe interested in exploring some options for support, whether it's for your team, whether it's for yourself. Um, I have a few things in the work that in the works that are not quite yet ready to talk about. But if you have any interest in this stuff and what I'm working on, please send me um, an email, Catherine at Look Within Leadership, or you can find me on LinkedIn or, or Instagram and, and shoot me a note there. But as I said, without further ado, here is this conversation, this amazing conversation with Terry. I hope you all enjoy, and we will be back next week with more. Take care. Welcome back to the Empowered Leader Podcast. My name is Catherine Yazzie, and I'm your host, and I'm here with Terry Sue, who is the co-founder of Culey. Hi, Terry. How are you doing today? Hi, Catherine. Uh, I'm doing good. How about you? Doing pretty well. Thanks for being here. Yeah, it's an honor to be on the show. Of course. I know we were connected because we've both been members of the startup community in Boston, mm -hmm. and I understand that you are started down this path of building your own business. And I know you have an app for Slack that's about mindfulness and self-care. And I think we really just connected in terms of thinking about like how we can help people at work feel better. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know we talked a lot about our habits and um, I'm just excited to speak with you more about your journey, what you've learned and, and what you're working on now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's my favorite topic right now. So <laughs> I hear a lot. Yeah. Um, I guess I'd love to start if you if you could tell us a little bit about your career. I, I know you are an engineer, you are building this product. How did you get started in the world of tech and startups? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, yeah, um, my uh, so so the reason I, I got interested in tech is just Within the months of getting onto the internet for the first time, this was around year 2000, uh, I just got fascinated by the fact that you can connect millions uh, from different parts of the world uh, on one website, because uh, back then there was no mobile. Uh, and then I just de decided that I'm, I'm going to build a awesome product that connects people uh, in the future. And so uh, I spent the next like 15 years studying uh, in college, uh, studying computer science. Then after I graduated, worked for different tech startups to um, like learn the skills to build a, uh, a big website, uh, a scalable uh, website. And so mm -hmm. I'm a front end engineer, back end engineer. I also did uh, marketing and growth, growth engineering uh, uh, at different stages. So and that kind of, kind of achieved that goal. I um, by about 2015, I know I can build pretty much any website or mobile app uh, I want to build. Uh, but then the question becomes like, what do I want to build? <laughs> and yeah. it turns out the wellness part is something that I'm deeply passionate about. Um, so yeah, that's why I'm here. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, a lot of folks I talk to, I, I think one thing that's common in people who go into tech is I feel like everyone sort of 
approaches their career thinking and being really inspired by entrepreneurs and by people who are in- innovative and building mm-hmm. new things. And I think tech is such a great way to try out these different roles. And like you said, you were able to get the front end experience, back end marketing. I know you mentioned before too that wellness and and thinking about self-care specifically wasn't something that was always top of mind for you. Can you tell me a little bit about how you learned about that world, what that what that was like to to delve into that? Yeah, so yeah, exactly. I think uh when I uh, yeah, so mindfulness and wellness wasn't really something that I uh, cared about in my 20s. Uh, you know, it's all about working hard, uh, working as hard as you can. Uh, and there's that t- type of, uh, there's that sort of um, a sense of importance for like working late, uh, deep in the night, and then um, release a lot of good things for the company, uh, contributing to, to the company to, and to the world and just look good <laughs> but yeah. um but yeah and i think but something changed that i when um my um when my mom was diagnosed of cancer in uh, year 2015 because she was the person who always worked hard when i was young so i saw how hard she worked she worked late night she didn't have time to you know have have lunch or have dinner uh and um now, like, after she retired, she did kind of take some years to say, oh, um, you know, I think I worked hard enough now. Let me take some time off and then just, like, enjoy the life a little bit. But uh, yeah. it was kind of too late. He, she was already kind of uh, burned out, I guess, um, from, from that. And so she passed away a year later, and that kind of changed how I view things. You know, what is the meaning of working so hard if you can't have the physical wellness and the mental wellness, and as well as the social wellness? You kind of miss the time that you could spend with your family, then you're never going to get it back. So that shifted my priority mm. from just working hard, looking good amongst my colleagues to let me actually just reflect and see how am I really doing? Am I yeah. enjoying each day? Am I really getting the joy from whatever I do every day? So that yeah. shifted my focus. And I, I, I hope like more people realize it, especially young people, because society has taught the young people to just work hard <laughs> and never like reflect about like what do you truly want. Yeah, totally. And I think unfortunately, sometimes it can take those really tough life moments, like watching someone, you know, being ill and sorry that for your loss and and that you had to go through that. But I I definitely think it's important for people to hear these stories. And like, maybe someone listening won't have to wait until something like that happens to be a wake up call for them to to start to ask themselves those questions. Because I think it really starts with that Mm -hmm. self reflection and and the inquiry of why, you know, why am I working so hard? Like, what is this for? Is this for a purpose? Or am I just kind of following the norm? Because so often, I think it's like this unspoken expectation that no one's like necessarily telling you, but you just see everyone doing it. So you just start to do it yourself. And I feel like folks start to eventually you might hit that wall of burnout or, you know, whatever event forces you to kind of just question that. Yeah, absolutely. After you went through that and your thoughts started to change, how did your behaviors start to shift and how did you move forward from that point when you were in your career and and before you started your own company? Yeah. So during the time I was in grief, uh, and so sometimes I would miss my mom really uh, badly. And so and obviously, I would feel really sad. Um, then, um, 
Yeah, I think around that time I came across the book Atomic Habits, and I think just kind of learned the concept of rewiring my thinking using, say, a sadness, and turn that into a motivation. So I say said like whenever I, so I'm like made uh, t- told myself whenever I miss my mom, I will go for a run. I will go for a five k run or a ten k run until like I feel good, and that so sort of start to change my habits and what I and then over time I just found actually by doing those physical exercises by uh, working out uh, actually increased my uh, mental strength as well significantly uh, you know I found out that I could read uh, like you know boring books for longer hours with more focus yeah more clarity i was able to focus in meetings more and think on my feet more without like just getting distracted or getting exhausted so mm-hmm. then i can start to realize so actually our mental mentality and our physical bodies are sort of connected and they enhance each other when you train both of them mm-hmm. and i i love that because i i myself i i totally have noticed especially this last year but especially the last few months how moving your body can have such a impact on your mental health and mm-hmm. and performance and i think that's something that we especially when you're in a corporate job it can be it feels sometimes like working out is like the thing that you save until the end of the day when you're mm-hmm. done working right i think that's how i used to view it, it was like I'm going to leave work and, and get my workout in, but it was sort of like a, a task. It was something that was a, a thing on my to-do list versus something that could actually help fuel me and make my work better and easier. Mm-hmm. So that I wouldn't have to maybe work as hard. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I haven't now, you know, now that I have a little bit more, you know, time and space in my days, I'm finding that I'm able to see the effects of that. Mm-hmm. And it's motivating once you recognize and, and see that it makes wanting to work out easier. And it's, it's exciting because you know that it's just going to, you know, kind of pay dividends in all these other areas of your life. You know, the counterintuitive advice that you don't really get, uh, or you don't really get to experience sometimes when you're working full-time and you think that like the full-time job is the center of your life. And then everything else is just an extra add on piece. That's a, that's an awesome observation because, uh, you know, I kind of mentioned earlier that, um, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, I had this mindset switch where I, I finally, finally found out that, you know, I was super active as a, as a kid, but, you know, in between somehow I felt like I'm actually dormant. Uh, uh, but then once I find my old identity back, working out is actually fun. It's not just a to-do anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, at the same time, I had that realization that, oh, actually, why don't I think about, you know, working out? once a day it's kind of my personal playtime that's kind of my fun time and then yeah uh, work just so and uh, and make my work around that time so that you know I have to work so that I can you say work out for an hour or two hours and just enjoy some sort of sports in my life and that's that kind of helped me stay motivated because yeah um, and it's not like just this extra thing to do on top of you know, work, but it's actually, I work so that I can play and enjoy like just my physical strength. Cause you know, it's pretty much, it's our body is basically a gift from God. You right. Know? Right. It works so well, it's so strong, so flexible. Uh, so why not just uh, treat it well? <laughs> yeah, totally. And I, I love that you use the word like playing and fun because at the end of the day, I think that's something we also, you know, you mentioned like when you were in your twenties and we, we grow up, we become adults and we sometimes think that we have to like go of fun and play. Yeah. And we, we, we just 
are so serious <laughs> about work and that, and it's like, that's not what life is about. You know, it's, it's, we do it. And hopefully, you know, if we're lucky and privileged, we get to do something we really love and enjoy and, um, is gratifying to us, but there's, we, we deserve to have play and fun in our days and our weeks. And, um, I love that. That's how you frame it. Um, it makes me think I was just recently, um, in, in a zoom with this group that I, that I join every month. That's about like meditation and, mm-hmm. and self-care and things. And, and, um, someone was sharing that they scheduled it in their calendar, but mm-hmm. they don't necessarily view it as work. They view it as like, you know, their daily, like personal hygiene, almost as like something right. that I do to, to care for myself. That's right. And I just thought like, it's really fascinating to see how everyone frames these activities that are restorative and bring us energy. And I just think it's exciting to see so many people shifting these habits and these things that bring us joy and that take care of us and make us feel good as people flipping that from being the nice to haves at the end of the day to like things that you're basing your day around. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, you mentioned like book Atomic Habits. I think, yeah, in, in that book, they mentioned, you know, I think before we can change our behaviors, we have to change our mind first. I think so that's the key. So I think we have to reframe yeah. our mind and then the behaviors just follows our mindset. Yep. Versus yep. otherwise you're always fighting against yourself. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know how deeply... Atomic Habits, because I'm still just a little bit into it. But I know I've done a lot of reading on on neuroplasticity and just how we can, Mm, you know, through different methods, but like, it's really fascinating to me how our brains are so adaptable and how they are responding to, Mm. you know, when we're really intentional and when we're really mindful about how we want Mm. to think and how we want to act like we can, we have that power to, to rewire those neurons. And that's just like, always so mind blowing to me that we now can see the science behind those shifts that that people talk about and go through. Yeah, exactly. I think that really gives me and gives many people hope that, you know, we can change the, you know, trajectory of our of our life, whatever our beliefs, wrong beliefs we had, we can change them intentional intentionally. And so far, it has not failed me at all, even though in the beginning, I didn't really believe it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, like, because it takes time and takes Yeah. take some time for, for you to see the result. Yeah, totally. And I'm sure it's also that feeling of it kind of goes against logic in a way. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, you know, I know, you know, engineering is all logic, right? It's all math <laughs> and it's all very concrete and, <laughs> and certain. And I can imagine it might, it, it can be tough to go a, a route that's like relying you to trust on like yourself in a way more. And, and that's something that doesn't always feel tangible. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think that's definitely a problem. Uh, you know, if you can't, yeah, I'm still like, have, like, for example, I have a uh, friend and then sometimes we discuss these things and then uh, he always ne- needs me to give him a reason. Like, what's the logic <laughs> behind this? What's the goal of this? Uh, you know, how, tell me how, how does it work? Uh, otherwise, I, uh, I wouldn't believe it. Um, but this is something sort of like re- requires a little bit of conviction. Uh, you just gotta do it no matter how yeah. cheesy, you know, it may sound, uh, <laughs> yeah. but you have to try it for you to see the result on your, on yourself. Cause yeah. it's going to be very different when someone else tries it, tries it. Every one of our passes are very different. Totally. 
And at a certain point too, it's like, so I, I feel like it's sort of like, what's the harm of trying it and just seeing, yeah. you know, even if you don't have all the evidence or all the proof, you're so right that like at the end of it, you just kind of have to do it and see how you feel and right. have the expectation that it's not, you're not going to have this overnight revelation. It's something that you have to build. Um, yeah. But that's, that's life in general. Like we all, whether you're aware of it or not, the things that you're doing every day are having that compounding effect. So this right. is just a way to, I guess, feel more empowered and, and take control of what you're doing and how you're thinking. And like how in the book, James Clear talks about thinking about the person you want to be and like what kind of things does that person do, right? And and that can be, it can be as simple as that. <laughs> it's just thinking about that question, asking yourself that question and letting that guide you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think and you mentioned like try, uh, you know, what's the harm of trying? I think that's absolutely true. I think we should keep trying and uh, never give up. Um, and if you fail, um, if you don't get the result you want, uh, just keep trying, uh, and then never kind of judge yourself. Because I know one mistake I made in my twenties. So I think I got sort of got interest in self help and, and all of these things a little bit uh, in my like teenager years. You know, around my like seventeen, and when I was around seventeen or eighteen. But there was like, I was too young and there was like no guidance. And so I yeah. tried something for, you know, a month or even a week. And then I sort of failed or I didn't see the result. Then I made a conclusion that this doesn't work, you know. And then I, for the next 10 years, I just didn't try at all. Because I already made a early conclusion that this is not for me or it's just all scam. It's all just fake. It's for the people who are born to be successful. Uh, but then I changed my, and I, Somehow, like I changed it. Uh, so I, I learned another book called uh, a Mindset, and then it really taught me growth mindset. And then I became a big fan of of that uh, mindset. It's like whatever you want to do, if you just spend more time on it, if you just allow yourself to try, you can always become better. Like you can always be a little bit better than yourself like um, from yesterday. Mm -hmm. And so that changed me significantly. And so I basically decided to <laughs> try again, like to take these things I wanted to do when I was a teenager. And and then this time I actually saw, oh, after six months, I did see results. And yeah. what's helpful is, you know, I now live with my wife who uh, isn't super judgmental, but when I was, you know, living with, with my parents, uh, they would encourage me to try, but when they see, you know, I'm not getting there, they're like, oh, you know, you, you didn't, you didn't uh, get it or like, it doesn't work or, um, you know, you're, you don't have the motivation, you don't have the discipline. So they will kind of make these remarks. And I, that really hurted my kind of um, uh, self-confidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's easy to internalize those comments, especially from your parents. Yeah. <laughs> it, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Because I feel like hearing you, you speak about these different things that influenced you and, and have taught you these things on your own wellness journey. I, I feel like I already can kind of see the parallels between this, what you're talking about and, and Culey and, and the app that you're working on. Can you tell us a little bit about what Culey is and how, why you were inspired to, to build a product like this? Yeah, absolutely. So what Culey does is it sends employees and just people uh, who works on, who privately works on Slack one minute reminder, uh, uh, reminders to do a one minute exercise. And the exercises include the guided breathing exercises, taking an eye break. So uh, it's uh, audio guided. So you can just close your eyes and follow the audio. 
to relax your eyes, well as some short uh, stretches you can do uh, at your desk to stay well. The reminders are sent on Slack. So if you use Slack, then you don't have to switch uh, between different tools. Yeah, so that's what Acuity does. And the reason I got inspi inspired to work on this is really, you know, after I read, you know, Atomic Habits and Tiny Habits, I realized that it is possible to change behavior. <laughs> you know, before I thought I was sentenced to be not a, to, to not be a disciplined person because I failed to build habits as a teenager. I couldn't, uh, you know, keep my consistency with pretty much everything I do except programming, which is really fun. It's just basically a game for me, but, uh, but of all the other things I wasn't able to keep up, but I know I needed them to you know, have more structure in my life and to be able to focus on the most important things. Yeah. So I wanted to build this app and then solve my own problem. And, and I think if I solve it for myself, then I'm pretty sure it can help, you know, millions of other people. Cause I, I'm just like really bad at uh, keep keeping consistency. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that it's within Slack because, you know, as someone who, who used to be on Slack 24 hours a day, like that's where, especially now in, in, in a world where so many people are working remotely, mm -hmm. teams are distributed. That's something that you're already conditioned to check all the time <laughs> and to care about. And so I think that if you can get a tool that you're already using to give you those those cues and to help you hold yourself accountable really to to these things that ultimately are good for us and, it, and you know i think it's so easy to we talked about it earlier about like you know that these things are good for you but sometimes you just get wrapped up in what you're doing whatever you're you're focused on but i think it's like i think we're gonna we're entering a time where we have to become more intentional and more creative about how we are reinforcing, you know, employees to, to take care of themselves and their mental health and their wellness. And as a former people leader, you know, there's only so many times you can say, Hey, are you taking time off? Are you going on walks? Like at the end of the day, it's, you know, you can influence their behavior and you can give them permission to do it and, and express care and express that it's important, but like the person themselves has to, you know, they have to be the one to take the action and like schedule the day off and, <laughs> and get up and take the walk. Um, and I know, you know, I've kind of been on both sides of that where I was telling people, Hey, you know, take breaks. And then myself getting caught up in my own work and feeling like right. I had a hard time <laughs> separating yeah. everything. So I think it's really cool mm -hmm. that you're building technology to give us those little nudges. And I think that blend, the more that we can do that, the more that people can can help change their their patterns yeah exactly that's exactly our goal with Cully, and uh, that's exactly the problem we're trying to solve which is the nudging part is something this part that can be you know automated as well as the advice so, like you don't have to think about what i need to do today like uh, what i need to do now because when you are figuring that out it consumes your like uh, brain energy like a uh, mental energy and then very likely that you won't, uh, you won't figure it out, right? And then you yeah. just, oh, I'll skip it. So we try to reduce that friction by just providing you with a guided exercise and we're constantly adding new content. And what I'm most excited about is kind of the, the work environment. And, you know, I think, you know, when, for example, when the pandemic has started, companies have been sending out you know, newsletters and just telling employees to drink water and then, you know, talk to your friends, talk to your family, go for walks, it's okay, take sick, sick days. But it kind of stops there. 
you know, it doesn't kind of go deeper to actually help the employees uh, change yeah. behavior. And, yeah. and because they kind of assumes that all the employees have already learned how to change behavior on their own, which isn't true. Many of the, us, uh, depends on your family, right? Uh, depends on your, like, uh, your experience. Not all of us have learned to take, off our, uh, take care of our own, like have learned the habits of taking care of ourselves. You know, many of us are um, high achievers. We know how to work hard. <laughs> we yep. can get to the of working hard, but not actually taking the time and then slow down. So that's the part we're gonna both remind people as well as lower the friction so that they can just start doing uh, piecemeals. And then yeah. over time, you know, it will increase their like, you know, like we mentioned, like mental fitness and then the, the muscle for self-care. And then they can do like long exercises and we obviously don't prevent you from taking longer breaks. No, I think that's so real. Cause I, the point about like, we spend so much time in our heads and we can, you know, have those arguments of like, oh, I'm, I'm like, you know, writing this thing. Like, do I, should I take this break? And then, and then you just, you know, you, it's that push pull. And if you're not in that habit or you're not in the mindset of these breaks are important, this is how I'm going to be more productive. Like it's so easy to just let it all fall to the wayside. And I love what you said too, about, you know, companies sending out all the resources. I think that's been my experience too, is people, you know, companies, and especially, um, you know, companies that really are that care about people, like a lot of tech companies that genuinely want to do the right thing, right? They have employee programming and, and different resources that they can send out. But I think it's hard for folks in HR or even leadership to really feel confident that people are following through with it. And to a degree, like I said earlier, you can't fully control that. So I love that this is a, an option for them to give them another way to reinforce that because they're doing the right things, but if you have to, you have to, it has to be continuous. It's not like something you can just send out every month. And mm -hmm. I know from research that I've read through the pandemic with working from home, I know that there's already been shown that people are working more at mm -hmm. home because they have really a hard time setting boundaries between life and work and right we're home and so it's like it's not that big of a deal to just keep working but the the yeah. result of that over time leads to immense burnout which is why we've seen burnout trending so much on mm. platforms like linkedin and i just feel like it's becoming it's it's becoming more front and center because all the conditions right now are mm. kind of leading the workforce unfortunately to those situations just because like you said a lot of us don't learn how to how to set those boundaries, especially when we have all this technology that's mm -hmm. so easily accessible. And I think, I know personally, that was always something I struggled with um, in, in my career. And it's something I have to be extremely intentional about, you know, as I'm building and, and working for myself now, like it's, it's something mm -hmm. that that's kind of like part of my job. I view it. <laughs> it's like yeah. making sure I'm not overworking and knowing when to turn it off. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think if you look at you know, how, how you work today, you can switch between your Zoom call, basically a meeting to uh, a Word doc, right? And like basically whether you're like, if you're a marketer, then you write copies yeah. or if you're a programmer, then uh, you use code editor. If you're a designer, you use a design tool. You can switch between Zoom and your tool like in an instant without ever leaving your chair. And then so that makes it so easy to stick, yeah. <laughs> stick onto the chair and work for uh, 10 hours without taking a break. And maybe like if you have a water bottle, then you would drink some water, but otherwise uh, you will just kind of keep working versus in the office, you know, you know, between meetings, right? Between, you know, when you walk through the meeting room, you can, you know, divert and then go to the kitchen and then maybe drink a little bit of water, talk to some friends and then come back. So those little things are, are all gone <laughs> at, at home. And 
you know, it may seem like less insignificant, but it all kind of adds up. Yeah, totally. And I was going to say also, you know, when you're Slack, I know is a big thing. Like it's like, there's just so many distractions. And, and to your point, it's all right in front of you that you can seamlessly switch between, which is a blessing and also hard to not just find focus, but find those like natural stopping points because it just never, it never mm-hmm. stops. And I think that's one thing yeah. I had to learn in my own career was being okay with the fact that the technology and like maybe the emails and the Slack notifications, those are just going to always keep going. And my job is not to worry about that. It's to, it's just turn myself off and to like know that when I come back, it's still going to be there. And I think that that is, <laughs> it, it like tricked me though, for the longest time I remember being like, Oh, like I just, I want to feel like I'm getting ahead and I'm on top of everything. But right. <laughs> in reality, it's like, that's not what I can really control. I can, I can only control myself and how I'm responding to it and allowing myself those pauses and knowing that it's going to be okay if I wait yeah. 12 hours to respond to something, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think when the iPhone, you know, when the uh, you know, iPhone first came out and then this, there, there's those like little red notification buttons. And obviously the first few years I tried to clear all of them. Uh, so that they're on the home screen, there's nothing. Now, like I have thousands of them. <laughs> I just give up. There's just so many. Uh, some of them are just irrelevant. Some are important, but um, <laughs> I kind of learned to ignore them. But um, <laughs> yeah, but one cool feature that we just added, which will be kind of released next week for Qly, is we will allow users to connect their calendar so that we can figure out what, uh, if you have a meeting today, if you have a multiple meetings today, we're gonna uh, remind you to take breaks after a meeting or like maybe right before a, a block of like meetings, back-to-back meetings. Cause then it's, this is between the transitions of your you know work that is, that is, we think it's the optimal time for you to take a break. Cause then you're not in a deep work yet. And then if you're not in, in a meeting, so uh, we'll see how that works, but we really want to help people help people find the best time to take breaks without kind of interrupting their deep deep uh, workflow. Yeah, I I love that. That sounds really helpful, and and uh, definitely like have seen that just the difference in how I feel at the end of the day. You know, I think we've all felt that of like when you have a day of back to back meetings, mm-hmm. how exhausted do you feel versus the day where there's like some time in between and you can like go outside and like there's drastic differences. And and I think the more that we can incentivize people and orient them to take the approach that's a little bit more sustainable, the better off we're all going to be long term, mm-hmm. which is what yeah. it's about. <laughs> and that's yeah. why I love what you guys are doing is it's like focused. It's like bringing that focus on like long term Mm-hmm. wellness to a world that is so oriented around you know sprints and productivity and all these like yeah. all the things that can build up and lead to that feeling like you have to go as fast as like everything else around you is going yeah yeah I'm, yeah that's exactly right I think the the fact that uh, the reason I'm so fascinated by uh, the potential of Kyoli is because I see ultimately ultimately you can create alignments between uh the, the employee's goals is to, you know, work and, and earn a decent, you know, income and also getting nourished, that's just getting, getting the benefits from working, getting the joy from working not, and then avoiding the burnout. And then, and for the company, you know, when they, they many of them have realized that by when they help taking, taking care of their employees, helping them feel relaxed, then they will ultimately produce more creative work, more high, higher quality work, and then the company should do better. So I think when we ha- can help 
creating that sort of alignments, then uh, this become this will become a sustainable you know business. Totally, yeah. Just that thought. I think like the way you frame it, it's awesome, and I'm excited to see where it goes too because I just think it's such a win win for everyone, and it and it's like actually filling in the gaps that that I was talking about earlier. Cause those are, you know, those gaps are there. And I think like, if you, if you speak to any team right now, <laughs> I'm, I guarantee that they're, they're thinking about it and it's top of mind for them. So yeah, excited to see where it goes and how can folks download Cuely or check it out? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, our website is uh, Cuely.ai and spelled as uh, C-U-E-L-Y.ai. Uh, and on the home tab, uh, on the homepage, you can just click on add to Slack. Um, so if you have uh, a permission to install the app to Slack, uh, you can just uh, install it yourself. Uh, we have some people from like uh, companies with more, like more than 100 people, uh, 800 people just installed it on their own. But uh, if you, yeah. it requires IT approval, then yeah, I think you can request the access. We will be able to answer any security questions. And yeah, and once you install it, you can just play with it. It will send you a message to kind of welcome you, and then you can set up uh, your personal reminders, preferences. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'll definitely link to it in uh, the description and show notes too. So uh, people should should definitely check it out. And if you can install it in Slack, give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And if there's any feedback, we're all years to listen to uh, how people use it. Uh, it's really fun for us to talk to customers and hear how what else uh, we could do to help people you know set it up and then getting the benefits all, uh, get benefits out of it uh, quickly awesome thank you so much terry for being here it's been such a great conversation and i'm just grateful for your time yeah thank you for the conversation i really really enjoyed the the dialogue um yeah would love to uh talk again soon 